Welcome back to Top Shelf Disney Animation Studios Library. We have returned, we did. It's It's going to become an annual Christmas tradition for you guys to hear us talk about a Disney movie. <laughs> they have unfrozen us from the, like, physical chamber <laughs> that, next to Disney. Who are these other two wackos doing the top, <laughs> top the Tom Hanks, the Tom, uh, Tom, Hanks the, the Tom shelf? They are two imposters because we, TC, mm, we mm. are the originals. Disney love. Uh-huh. And everybody out there who equally loves Disney, yeah. hopefully those of you who are out there listening to this right now, stayed subscribed to the podcast because you knew we were coming <laughs> yeah. back eventually, right? You could be surprised that, uh, that lo and behold, Wreck-It Ralph to, oh, I, we're, we're back to talk about a movie. <laughs> what is that movie, Jeff? Well, we have returned for number 57 mm-hmm. on our list. Hold on. Let me just clarify that was correct. Yes, yes. number 57 on the Disney Animation Studios Library list of films. Mm-hmm. Ralph Breaks the Internet. Wreck-It Ralph 2. Wreck-It Ralph 2, yeah, yes. Uh, and, and for those who might be new to the podcast, yes. what we're doing is we're watching every Disney movie from Snow White to Wreck-It Ralph 2. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird to hear that because I'm pretty positive it was always to Moana. It was always to Moana, <laughs> but we caught up to ourselves. Which uh, is really weird because after, like, so we did the podcast... We're gonna. Okay, I'm gonna reflect a little bit a little, here. A little bit of it's. It's you know the reunion episodes always have a little bit of reflection. Indeed, indeed. Yeah. Because the last episode went out in May, mm. I believe, of our show, mm. end of May, beginning of June. There's no like way that. to find out. There's no way to find out. It's lost to the internet forever. <laughs> uh, but the, we uh, we we we've had a good six seven months off here from doing this particular episode. Mm-hmm. Obviously, yes. We started another podcast. Or sorry, two imposters who yeah. cloned us started another podcast. <laughs> um, but uh, but you know we knew we were going to come back to it, and it's still like just it's fun to like step back in. It's like a pair of shoes, like a couple yeah, of pair of a shoes. A pair of shoes. You know, it, I'm curious. It's uh, it's I'm wondering how this is going to play out because I'm how we've been doing the Tom Hanks cast is different than how we did the Disney cast, just because of like what we're discussing, right? Um, and to go back into Disney here and talk about. The animation, the adva- <laughs> the innovation, the advancements, the yep. characters, like every, everything we're going to, is this good for kids? What right. are the tropes? You know, where, which is, which is yeah. hilarious. It was so weird because I, I saw this, we both saw this in theaters separately. Mm-hmm. Um, we both saw it in theaters and like I'm watching the whole movie and I just sat and enjoyed watching the film. And then I walked out of it with my girlfriend and I went. I don't have any notes. <laughs> I didn't write anything down. I, I, I didn't write tropes down. I didn't write like this and this and this. So this is solely going off of just memory of seeing it in the yeah. theater and, and i've saw it a couple weeks ago yeah and i saw it a week ago yeah so we're a little rusty here the, the, it's uh this is not a movie we've seen a lot of it's not no. a movie that's been around long enough to for a full opinion to truly be formed about it no uh, to be tested over the time against against uh the years after uh, much like some of the other disney episodes uh disney movies we watched where right. we had nostalgia playing in a factor we had uh, history playing in, in as a factor and so now we have the most current one and which at the time of this recording was just over 3 weeks ago it came out yeah i it's so like with moana and i did have some great conversations with people after the fact after the show ended um about why I didn't place it as one of the best, uh, that it was, it's too fresh, it's too new. But even when I, I had some time, I had over a year of developing my opinion for it before I rewatched it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this is, this is, this is more like a standard movie review in a sense, because we are, we're fresh out of it. So, yeah. Um, I will say, you know, what, 
When's the last time you watched Wreck-It Ralph? <laughs> well, boy, Joy, it's been ages since I've seen Wreck-It Ralph 2. Uh, <laughs> and by ages, I mean six days. Six days. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes. Um, yes, yes. But the thing, I think the most important thing was is that, TC, what was this movie about? Oh, could you give the description <laughs> of this film? Because <laughs> Well, one of the notes I do have here is that I... Okay, okay. Well, well, let's let's do this first. Just up front, did we like it? Up front, yeah. Just, just, a, just a. And do you want to? Do you want to tease at what your opinion is? Never mind. I'll tell I, the, I will happily tell people up because we did yeah. do that. Man, I forgot we did that on yeah. the Disney podcast, yeah. didn't we? Just like because this previous episodes, we'd say, you know, what was your opinion before you saw it? What was your opinion after you saw it? Right. So I guess I'll say this: What was your opinion going into? Wreck-It Ralph 2. I did not have super high hopes. Yeah. Because everything I had seen for this movie, which I didn't see a lot. I only saw the, I only saw like one or two of the trailers mm-hmm. and kind of that was it. I didn't even watch any of the clips online. I went into it worried it was going to be the Emoji movie. Yeah, that's a, it was a deep concern of mine too. The yep. first time, the first trailer that came out, which we'll talk about the that in a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, when that trailer came out, I was excited. But the second trailer came out and had a little bit of story to it. I got worried for yep. the exact same reason. The emoji movie as a concept of let's go into the internet and experience the internet through the eyes of the pixels inside of it, right? Like reboot. Remember the cartoon reboot? Oh man. Yeah, they rebooted reboot on Netflix. It's oh not a gosh. cartoon anymore. It's live action. It's, uh, it's not good. Hello. Thank you for calling Netflix. You're greenlit. How may I help you? My goodness. Uh, is it that easy? Yeah, I need to call on Netflix. Know, call Netflix. My goodness. Um, <laughs> I got so ideas. The the emoji movie was had made me very fearful of Wreck-It Ralph too. Yeah. Like it, but I was happy to discover that it it did something similar to the first one, right? So with the first uh, Wreck-It Ralph, there was a chance that it was like the way they were advertising it. It it okay? Are they? Is he just going to be hopping from game to game? Right. Are we just going to see one? Diff, uh, oh, now he's in this game. Now he's in this game. Now he's in this game. And no, it was three games. There was Wreck-It Ralph's game. He went to Candy Crush and he went to, or not Candy Crush, to a... Um, You're thinking of the Emoji movie. Yeah. Uh, Candy, Candy <laughs> Rush. Candy I Rush. is what it was, yeah. And um, Heroes Duty, right? <laughs> and with Ralph Breaks the Internet, much like the Emoji movie, the fear I had was like, we're just going to get all these meta references to what's a Twitter and Google yep. and all this now, and that'll date itself. And really, though there is a, a substantial amount of that that's going to be eye-rolling in five years from now when yep. everything changes, they created new things like Know-It-All, like the the little Professor Know-It-All. Yep. Um, the search engine guy, right? This, yeah, yep. yeah. Yep. They, they made up a fake YouTube um, kind of service. And, and that helped break it away from what would have been a standard like hey, i'm in i'm in angry birds well that's dated i'm in candy crush that's dated right by creating analogs for general things like youtube and search and a search engine i think that helped record ralph to not pigeonhole itself and ugh, do what the emoji movie did right definitely definitely yeah i i liked that it was it it, it used the ones that it used primarily it used in a in the correct way for the plot, basically is what I'm trying to say. Like right. like they used eBay because mm-hmm. eBay is a big a big chunk of the beginning. Oh, look at you, you're an actual e boy. Yeah. <laughs> great joke. That was a great joke. <laughs> like that's the thing is like the I I loved what they did for that. I yeah. loved that they used eBay in a way where it made sense to the plot mm-hmm. because yeah, of course they're okay. So 
you never answer the question. Uh, as to what the plot is. Is. Okay, so uh, Ra- uh, internet is plugged into the arcade, yep. and the the MacGuffin, if you will, is that Ralph causes Candy Crush's steering wheel to break. Candy Rush. Candy Rush. So. <laughs> Sugar Rush. You're wrong oh too. My goodness, I remember you're that. wrong too. And we had a bunch of people who were Someone yelling, was yelling at us. Right now. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. It took I, a little while for it to it, sink in. It popped back on my head. That's right. Sugar Rush. Okay, Ralph causes the to to try to give Vanellope some variety, something new, because she's feeling complacent. And he's like, we can just do the same thing every day. It'll be great. Yep. Uh, she's feeling complacent and bored, so he wants to spice things up. He creates a new course, which causes the uh, Vanellope to go rogue in the game and break the steering wheel. And so- In real life. In real life. Yep. Yeah. So now without the steering wheel, the game will be unplugged. Yep. Like they even have a fleeing moment where everyone's fleeing out of can- uh, Sugar Rush. Yep. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> just, does everybody listen, take a, just count ding, how many ding, times ding, we ding. mess up and leave it in the comments, please. <laughs> so in order to, so now we have the broken steering wheel, the risk of sugar rush getting shut down and the internet's plugged in and we find out about, they find out uh, about eBay and where they can buy, get one of these things. Yep. Completely misunderstanding how eBay or I think you just name the highest numbers and then they just start bidding against themselves. <laughs> so they get the steering wheel. They need the money to pay for the steering wheel, steering wheel, Thus, they go on a quest of Bitcoins. Like, right. they're trying to earn the money to buy the stream wheel. Right. And what unfolds is uh, Vanellope's journey of finding something new and exciting out there beyond Sugar Rush and Ralph learning to accept that people need to grow and change and move on. Right. And where this movie does fall flats, we can discuss. But where its strength truly is, is this arc for this friendship. And to to the to the point that it pulls at new heartstrings. The first one when Ralph sacrifices himself mm-hmm. every time I choke up. Like that is such a beautiful moment. I'm right. choking up now thinking about <laughs> it. And I know now that if I go back and watch Record Ralph 2, the moment that's gonna get me is when these two friends have to separate and they don't know when they're gonna see each other again. Yeah. When can I see you when can we do this again is the theme song from Record Ralph one, oddly enough. And that's the question left uh, between Vanellope and Ralph when he goes back to the life he's happy with and she goes out to search for her new self. That's an incredibly strong, strong moment in the movie, uh, that uh, thematic catharsis mm-hmm. and closure. I've talked a lot. There no, no, I, I, wanted you, I wanted you to tell me the entire <laughs> plot of it so that way I didn't have to stammer yeah. through the entire thing, basically. The, there is... Um, there is uh, some villainy out there. There is the antagonist in this is not nearly as strong as King Candy was in no. Wrecker Ralph. And I was waiting for it. I was waiting for the antagonist to come out. Yeah. Because I was just because again, then I guess I'm I'm a little brainwashed or a little like jaded by like, okay, well, okay, it's gonna follow a lot of the same beats because it's a sequel, mm-hmm. and a lot of the sequels are like, okay, well, we had the villain that showed up halfway through the first one. We're gonna have the same thing happen yeah. here. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? And like they got to the point where like they got the steering wheel. Oh, and they paid for it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, then what's the antagonist? Like, where's the villain going to come in the, this? The, I almost for a fleeting moment thought there wasn't going to be one. Do you, who's the villain? 
is Ralph himself. Ralph's the villain. Ralph yeah, is it's, the villain. It's the very end. crafty. Like, Spoilers, what? also by the way. I guess oh, I should have warned. Oh boy, that. yeah, yeah. Oh, I guess uh, that should go up front. That, uh. <laughs> it's okay because you know what, gang? Yeah. You already heard our message at the beginning of this episode. Oh, right. Warning everybody yeah, about the spoiler. We did say it. I forgot. You we forgot. Said we said it. You see, you can know that. <laughs> I'll put that in my phone. Ralph as the villain is fantastic. It's the the inability to to move on from the happiness he has. He spent the full first movie trying to find what he, what would make him happy, what mm-hmm. would make him feel complete. And now that he has it, he's imposing that upon Vanellope who, who is still in the process of discovering herself. Uh, and that's very, very strong. It's very, the themes of this movie are very strong. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I, you might be able to tell by how I'm discussing this, that there are some problems with this movie. I, I would love to hear. I would love to hear the problems. I, I really would. I, I'm I'm curious to know what your what your thoughts are on that. I think the the lack of a King Candy, a lack of a like a true villain, is is a problem that I had with Moana as well. That it's more about the thematic antagonism. Mm-hmm. Um, but I worry there's too much story in this. I think that's one of the, what I walked away with. It's just a little too much of then this and then this and then this and then then they're not friends and now we have like there's a little too much going on in this movie that five or so minutes there's about a five or ten minute not even ten minutes there's like a five minute portion of the film where it's it's it felt like it went very fast like we were kind of trucking along at like an okay pace and like okay we're going from here then we do this part we do this part and then that whole Ralph goes to the dark web, gets the virus, and infects the infects the game that um, launches into in. the final act. It yeah, destroys yeah. it, and then they're then like, "Oh no!" Like he saves her, then they're fine. But then he reveals that no, you know, it's all him. And then they break up, and there's an argument, there's a fight, and then like it all happens. Like that's like four scenes yeah. worth of information that just happens immediately. We we get to that climax, like that climax of the movie, the big boss battle in the end, and it's it yeah, it does ramp up pretty quickly to get to there. Um. Another thing that Disney has been doing, I, I believe we discussed this with Frozen and Tangled and a lot of the movies that have been been half, in this later half, the metagame in this is strong. Right. <laughs> These the self-referential, the princesses scenes alone, which we can, we'll get into that in a moment. <laughs> I love uh, that. The, the playing the metagame here. So the metaphysical, metaphysical humor, metaphysical uh, yep. in that that self-referential it's that's that's a very buzzword of this era of entertainment metagame you know abed from community rick and morty you know we're gonna find that szechuan sauce nine seasons morty 99 episodes like (laughs) it's uh it's a rick and jerry episode like that's that sort of humor where it's it's that you know shakespeare broke the fourth wall greek tragedies break the fourth wall it's it's a tradition of storytelling that seems to be heavily used for comedy Mm -hmm. Um, and Wreck-It Ralph 2 here has so much of that. Oh yeah. And, but, and, and, and I feel like it does it very well though. In a lot of, in a lot of the cases, it does it really, really well Mm -hmm. because you, it's one of those things that like you were saying, because it is such a, a buzz thing, it's a buzzword. A lot of people talk about, a lot of people are, are all for doing it and want to do it, but so many times it's done poorly people can't do it yeah. they can't do it they're they're making references just for making references sake yeah and it just comes off as a oh i see what you're doing you're trying to be ah, funny me, me look, at, look at the joke look at the joke like right. the, the weakest of low-hanging fruit you get those like spoof movies yep. like a like the all epic the movie date and, movie and epic yeah, movie yeah. and all those yeah superhero um, movies they're still making those i can't <laughs> because people keep paying to see them for some reason of- with 
Oh, no, but like when you like there's that one moment in Wreck-It Ralph going back to one that I got a huge kick out of. It's when he falls into like the dark, not the dark web of the Internet, but he mm-hmm. falls down or to get the um, to get his necklace. Yeah, to get the, yeah. the, the, the pennant that Vanellope made for him in the first one. And he's in that like abandoned, forgotten part of the city. Mm-hmm. And it's all this like old school Internet stuff like the Netscape wheel is down there. Yes. Which oh, I just yes, saw yeah. and I cracked up last Geocities was Geocities in the background. Geocities on a sign. <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh, like that's perfect. Yeah, that is a clever Meta, like not a meta, it's not self-referential, but that's just it. They knew what they were doing. Mm-hmm. There's, and it there's some g- good layering of stuff like that in the background. Yes, like, like if you want to go simple from the first movie, you have something that's a that's a real like uh, yuck yuck kind of like on the nose joke, which is like you want to hit a guy with Glathith, would you? Right, ah, you hit a guy with Glathith, <laughs> like stuff like that, or uh, puns kind of delve into that similar territory. In this, it's a lot of visual mm-hmm. ca- comedy. I, I got to tell you, the best laugh out loud meta joke in this whole thing. Okay. Like, I, I kid you not, I was dying. Um, it's the last joke. <laughs> the movie ended. The credits are rolling. They, in, you know, they have the fancy credits. And Pancake Bunny went by. And I went, oh, hey, that wasn't in that. That was, oh, that Pancake Bunny wasn't in that. And then... What does it cut to? But freaking Ralph and Vanellope complaining, reading the comment section and complaining about, uh, oh, no, no, no. Um, it, was, it was the mom and the little girl in the car. And like, what'd you think of the movie? Well, there was a scene in the preview that wasn't in the movie. And I wish it had been in the movie. And then they literally play the scene from the preview. I'm like, <laughs> bravo. You nailed it. Because <laughs> I was literally thinking it. <laughs> we missed that. We what? did not no, see you that. Didn't stay? that. during the credits? You didn't stay. We did not oh, stay all God. the way through the credits. I did it cuts hear... to a little girl in the backseat of the car with her mom driving. And the mom says, you know, did you like the movie? And she says, there was a scene in the trailer that wasn't in the movie, which is what I was thinking. (laughs) Well, here, play your tablet. And it's the bunny gets the pancakes scene from the teaser trailer. Oh, Oh, man. You missed it. I know. You always stay in the credits. We were tired. We wanted to go. We also went on a Tuesday night. And there was a bunch of children there because it is a family film, which is something that I do want to come back to when we when we talk about, like, if this is this family friendly, because it was definitely a fairly enjoyable experience seeing it with even with a room full of children. Like Instead of just, well, here, I'll give you the movie theater experience. For like two and a half hours. That's all you hear. <laughs> okay. Well, if we're going to discuss meta here, we have to talk about the princesses. Yes. So they even, this was even one of the second trailer where they had like the, were you in a tower? Were you kidnapped? Like, you guys want to call me the police? Are you okay? <laughs> like, I'm glad there was more to it than that. Yes. Because that trailer did make it look like, and I would not have, I wouldn't have liked it, but I would not have put it past the movie if that was all that was in the trailer yeah. are they all in the movie and like they showed you one scene boomer done we're out just get the laugh get the joke and then we're moving on no there the, the so much more to that was great the fact that they came back and all of them helped save the big strong man yes. needed- <laughs> best joke in that scene is merida that's the hardest thing we're going to get on the game with the cows what did she say? We don't know. She's from, from the, the other, other, co- other, the studio. other studio, which I was like one of the two people in oh, the yeah. studio that are the audience that laughed. I was inappropriately laughing loudly. Yep. And me- and and my girlfriend Meg looked over and she went, "What?" Like she's I like, she's like, I, I, "I missed it." And I went, 
because it's from Brave. It's Pixar. It's Pixar, she's Pixar. And she's the one Pixar princess. <laughs> and then Meg went, got it. Never mind. That's hilarious. And then like she completely got the joke too. <laughs> but it's it's a, that like that's pretty that, was that pretty whole sequence that they go to like they basically went to Disney.com mm. and like you had. The Muppets were there. You had At Star Wars. They played was, the Star Wars music. Yep. When she's being chased. They have the stormtroopers show up. Iron like, Man. C-3PO was the one that came to the princess's door saying like, you're on in five and minutes. And it was Anthony Daniels. And it was Anthony yeah. Daniels. And that's what I was just looking up because I was pretty positive that all the princesses that do talk, um, most of them are voiced by yep. the original um, voice actresses. The original voice actresses. Yep. So Mandy Moore is back. Adina Menzel. Kristen Bell. Right. Um, Paige. Bell. Oh my goodness! You know you're making me. But like Vin Diesel did uh, Groot. Vin, yeah. Vin Diesel did Groot. Um, you had Brad Garrett who did Eeyore. Tim Allen mm-hmm. did Buzz Lightyear. Like everybody. Which yeah, I grant it. You could argue they probably just pulled voices from. No, no, they they, they probably, could have. They, you they know? could have, but they I bet very much bet they brought brought them in for it. So now the thing is you. This isn't very good. Jody Benson, by the way, Jody was, Benson, was Ariel. Not Paige. I, well, no, Jody Benson was Ariel. Um, uh, Paige O'Hara was Bella. okay. It was, yeah, okay. you were right. You were right. Yep, yep. Um, the the fact that we're sitting here discussing jokes and not the overall story is actually problematic if you think of the overall quality of this film. Mm-hmm. I it, because there's such great little moments sprinkled throughout. It definitely got me through the movie. I had a great time watching it. Right. Walking away from it and starting to think about the overall quality of the story and what these characters went through, I had to do a little like deeper analysis and, and kind of project some of my, my, my writer's brain into it. Like, Oh, they were tying this to this, to this. And I think having such great beat uh, moments and little beats are great, but that doesn't exactly string together the best movie overall. Right. Like that first movie is such a great character exploration of Ralph in particular. This one is much more about Vanellope and her finding her own way. I'd love to delve deeper into that, but before we get there, because it's a little more serious of a conversation, uh, the overall quality of this film, like, where are you on that in terms of what, what you, what, what? <laughs> I see the thing was like, I enjoyed, I enjoyed the movie. I enjoyed it. Like you said, I love the, I love the beats. I love the moments. I love the gags that we got throughout it. I love that connection. There is a part of me that, and I'm trying to think, and I was trying to compare it to like the first film. The first film didn't have a ton of like actual properties in it. Like right. a lot, like Wreck It Ralph, the game is not a real game. They made mm-hmm. up the game. Mm-hmm. You know, Sugar Rush is a made up game. Yeah, it's based upon like probably like San Francisco Rush and like all those racing games, Mario Kart, Mario Kart any of those. So the the hey, look at this property you recognize mm-hmm. motif. That's very prevalent in the second film and it is there in the first one. It's not like forefront. So what I feel like, I think I feel like why the first one worked well was that because they didn't have to worry about, they weren't trying to like appease a property. Yeah, they, they were, were sprinkling it in there. Right. They could focus on the story more mm-hmm. and the pacing and the tone of it and the, like just the quality of it there. Whereas the second one, I I feel like they favored like, okay, What's the what's the main like what's the driving point in the beginning? Well, they break the steering wheel, so okay, well, where, where are they going to get a new one? They're going to go on eBay. Okay, yeah. so now we have to we're going to have a scene that's all about eBay, eBay jokes, and it's and, all and yeah. so it kind of like 
it felt like, and that's not taken away from the film because again, I really did enjoy this movie, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it felt a little more not forced guided in a particular direction. They couldn't do just whatever they wanted. Yeah. It, and the, talking of maybe possibly having too much story, there's the whole section where Ralph is raising the money and going viral and yeah. he's, he's doing memes and that's, yeah. that's, it's clever. It's funny. I just don't, it's just not nearly as strong of, 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 it's hard not to compare it to the first movie because it is a sequel. Right. And that's just a given when you're talking one versus the other. Um, all that stuff, fun. It's funny. Oh it's yeah, great, absolutely. It was a lot of fun to watch that movie. The, the substance of this movie is so much deeper than the gags, but the gags outshine or overpower what I think the substance of this movie has. Because Vanellope finding what was the name of the the racing game she finds the dangerous one. Um, um, my goodness! <laughs> so she finds yeah, this violence, uh, and the, you, it's just like the old the rules from the from the first movie. You have you can only be reset in your own game, right? Right. So uh, dying in the internet, you're dead. So her code has been is programmed in the end into the game, so she'll be safe, but. At the time, she loves the thrill of of this danger of going inside. And Gal Gadot, you could tell it was her right from the get-go. So happy to hear her voice. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Slaughter Race. Slaughter Race. Thank you. I'm sorry. I had to find yeah. the princess song. <laughs> There's the We're thing. We're coming back let's, to that. Let's talk about that right now. So with, with Slaughter Race, let's get to that meta reference. So the finding your song, looking in a, a pool of water or yep. still water and fi- like – and I'm singing, I want a steering wheel. Nope, this isn't working. And then maybe I'm just not meant to have a song so that when it finally happens, did you see who wrote it? No, you didn't. Yes, I did. Okay, Yes, good. I did. I stayed that long in the credits because when that song started, mm-hmm. my head immediately went, and I'm not, I'm, I, I even muttered it out loud mm-hmm. to the point where I, pretty positive, my girlfriend was like, what did you say? And I went, no, don't worry about yes. it, worry about it. Well, I'll talk about it later. Yeah. And in my head, I was like, Oh, they better have gotten Alan Alan Menken to do this. (laughs) Because I'm sitting here in this movie filled with meta references and the fact that they brought all the actresses, the voice actresses back to do Mm -hmm. all the Disney princesses and they they have this property, this property, this property. I'm like, if you have a subplot of your film is finding your princess song and you don't get Alan Alan Menken Menken to write the the freaking princess song, you missed out on a huge opportunity. So brilliant. It's... Uh, so Enchanted is the Disney property with Amy Adams, yes. where she leaves the Disney animated movie, going to, goes into the real world, and that's a, that's a, that movie's from like a decade ago, yeah. and <clears throat> that is littered with mocking of the Disney princess tropes. We got that in Frozen, we got it in Tangled. Like again, I, as I referenced, it's something that Disney seems to be doing a lot of poking fun of themselves. Like, hey, we're in on the joke too, so we can make this reference, right? That song is so great because it really is. It's it's this like kids version of an R rated song sung by Sarah Silverman of all people. It's just like (laughs) it's great. It's it's just the right amount of inappropriate. Yep. So I really I was happy when it started. I was like, oh, they're doing this. They're doing it, and I got super excited. And and we were just we were like my girlfriend and I were just sitting there staring at the screen the entire time, just like this is amazing. My, this is so cool. But my fear of this film is for as memorable as Wreck It Ralph, the, uh, the first one is, and um, certainly other movies of this library. Right. I don't know if this one will stay with me in the long run. And and that's an, that's a conversation. 
point we're going to get to later in this, once we've kind of wrapped up talking about the movie itself, I want to get back to that. Um, the, the first one is just so much stronger and, and this one has its weaknesses. All that said, I'm not saying I don't like this movie. Right. I'm not saying that I, I'm not saying I dislike this movie uh, because I did have a hell of a good time. I yep. love going back to these characters. Um, and it wasn't the same plot from the first yeah. one, which I was so grateful for that. It wasn't just a rehash because so many sequels are that way. Mm-hmm. So many films that we've seen over the years, not necessarily obviously Disney ones, but you, well, you could even argue there's a couple of these Disney movies that are like, well, that's the same plot as what we've already watched before, <laughs> you know? And, so, and I worried it was going to have sequelitis. Mm-hmm. You know, this is our, I was going to bring this up as well. This is our own, this is only our second sequel. Uh, uh, Rescuers and Rescuers, Rescuers and Under Rescuers Down Under was our first one. Mm-hmm. That's it. The, this was it that we watched on this podcast. So that was kind of interesting for me to be like, okay, so we had good things to say about both Rescuers and Rescuers Down Under mm-hmm. that they both brought something different to the table. Yeah. Maybe this, maybe rescuers down under wasn't as good in some spots as the rescuers were. I feel like that's what happened with Wreck-It Ralph and Ralph breaks the internet. That mm. it was, they were both very good movies, had fun with both of them, but one is a little better than the second one is. Yeah. You know? But in certain ways, in certain ways, I'll go back to talking about the themes being so strong in this movie, because if you really f- pay attention to what Ralph is going through and what Vanellope is going through, it really is this coming of age story for mm-hmm. Vanellope and connecting that to the first one, following that character journey of, of both, like following Ralph's journeys. He's the title character, of course, but Vanellope is very much the main character of this movie. She's the protagonist mm-hmm. in this one and following her arc from the first one to this one. She's this outcast. She is uh, hated. She's a pariah in her own game. Um, she's been, shunned by everyone for being this mistake, this glitch. And she wants to prove that she's as capable as anyone else is. And Ralph, courtesy of Ralph proves to herself and to everyone around her that she is, she is just as good as anyone. And she's, and she embraces what is quote unquote wrong with her Mm -hmm. to become the, who she's always meant to be. And that in the first movie, that's a beautiful little story. I don't mean little, like I'm not trying to yeah. diminish it. I'm just saying it's a, <laughs> oh, it's a cute it's little very thing. sweet story. No, yeah. So moving from that to going now, she has, she's truly embraced who she is. People have embraced who she is. She's going through a little bit of angst. And now we have this movie where she's, she's bored. Yep. She's, she can't just do the same old thing because now that she's figured out who she is, she's, she has always been a racer. Now she's proved she's a racer. Now it's her, now it's time for her to go out into the world. She didn't game hop like Ralph did. Ralph game hopped and, and got to find himself by game hopping. Right. The arcade is too small for someone who has who has struggled so long to prove herself, right? Yep. That the internet's the only place for someone. Sorry, not just the internet, thinking in broader terms, the whole wide world is available to her. And it's also very fitting of her like like not wanting to be kept in the bounds of a small little single arcade game. Yeah. But yeah, by having that by moving from the arcade and the single building out onto the internet, which is so vast and so big endless. and endless. Yeah. She was tired of being kept to a uh, track. She wanted new open world. That's what she loved about slaughter race was mm-hmm. the fact that it was an open world racer. You go anywhere you wanted into it. it. It's, it's, it's like someone coming from a small town and moving to the big city and, yep. and realizing the world is so much bigger. They're studying abroad for a semester. Right. Yep. And there, 
uh, meeting Gal Gadot's character. You're gonna have to Google that real quick while I'm talking. Uh, meeting Shank is the name, Shank, by the yes, way. The, well, because of the, course you would know that. Yes, because the entire movie, I was sitting there going, "Oh, Lindsay, 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 AFI, Lindsay, my your original co-host, my original co-host, yeah. and the co-host of the Oscars Best yeah. Picture podcast on the network here." Hi, Shank. Hi, Shank. Uh, but the entire time, just sitting there going, <laughs> like every time they said it, Meg and I laughed, just chuckled <laughs> to ourselves because meeting Shank and experiencing her world experience and seeing how free and she uh, shank is and inspiring vanellope to to unlock what she's always wanted this is what she wants she wants to be out in the world she wants to do this she wants to live dangerously and race against other amazing racers and and she finds that but that means saying goodbye to everything that she has known up to this point and she's ready for that she's ready it took it took her the whole of the first movie to embrace who she was and be accepted for who mm-hmm. she was, and now that she can see that there's so much else, so much more out there, uh, she's ready to to keep going and keep growing as a as a person. That's such a strong theme. That's such a strong story, and certainly you can use that as an allegory for someone going off to college, someone mm-hmm. uh, leaving their hometown, just moving. Uh, that grow the growing pains of that from Vanellope. And Ralph as well, like the growing pains of having to say goodbye to your friends. Right. Let you have to let your friends go sometimes, and that's uh, <clears throat> choking up even thinking about it. <laughs> but to, to further my point here, and I I mean this, I mean this uh, lovingly, and I think this is a wonderful interpretation of Vanellope's story, how she relates to Shank. It seems more than sisterly. It seems more than friendly. Mm-hmm. It seems more than platonic to me. I think that if you follow Vanellope's journey as a character from Wreck-It Ralph to Ralph 2 here, it very much works as an allegory for homosexuality, for, for being gay, for coming out, embracing who you are. And I'm certainly the least qualified person to talk <laughs> about that, but I could not help thinking that every step of the way, as soon as Shank and Vanellope are racing and both of them are like, dang, that girl can drive. Mm-hmm. Dang, that woman can drive. That That bond that they have for their love of racing. And it's when they were sitting on the hood together and Shank's like, you could stay here. You could stay with me. Like the, there was something there that felt loving. Right. Um, in Shank, who so much knows who she is and where she belongs in the world and Vanellope trying to discover herself. I saw it as a wonderful gay allegory. And I, I don't know if that would offend anybody for me to say so, but um, I really, really appreciated that about the film. So I, what ticks me off though, is that, after I saw the movie, I don't know if it ticks me off. It shocks me. I Googled that, the LGBTQ connection to uh, Wreck-It Ralph 2. Mm-hmm. And you know what? The internet provided, Jeff. Oh, great. And we can talk about this in a moment. <laughs> the internet provided a LGBTQ connection to Wreck-It Ralph 2. I don't know if you know that princess scene. Did you pay attention? Moana, uh, not Moana, Mulan was wearing a Letterman jacket and jeans. <gasps> she must be. Gay. Oh my You would not goodness. believe that's all I could find were these articles about people saying like, is Mulan a tomboy or is it more than that? Like that's what people were fixating In on. In all fairness, Mulan did dress up as a man for half of her <laughs> film. Uh, Just saying. Right? I mean, you get <laughs> is that. Is that the gag? And Hello, I get people. <laughs> <laughs> it so annoyed me that God. that was like the finger pointing that's that, 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 that's so dumb. It's I, so dumb. And, that is one of the best moments of Ralph's journey. 
don't read the comment section. <laughs> oh man! As soon as he wanted in there, I'm like, no, no yes, and 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 like, because doesn't who follows in behind him? Yeah, yes, is that her name? Was it the, yeah, yes, the girl, the, the girl, uh, yeah. The, yeah, the 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 promoter, yeah, and she like as she Jeez. was saying it, she's like, no, Ralph, come on, that. Everybody knows that's the rule of the internet. Rule and like, one. I simultaneously said, don't read, read the, the comments. comments. So like, yeah. that's what anybody, you just, you don't do that. You don't do that. <laughs> uh, well, oh. I, I, I. Sorry for my long diatribe. No, on, on I like this. Vanellope's this is journey. what people, this is what people come to listen to the podcast for. <laughs> I am just here making silly little comments every once in a great, great while. And, uh, all yeah, like, I mean, like I honestly, I started thinking about, and this is nowhere as serious as the conversation you just had about your thoughts on it. But like, I was even thinking about like, well, so she's, so Vanellope at the end of the movie is programmed into slaughter race. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, but, how are they going to get by with that? Because I'm thinking like the real world people that are playing <laughs> Can it. See this cartoon, right? Character, I'm like, right? how's it? But then all of a sudden it dawns on me. I'm like, well, there's DLC for games all the time, yeah, and they bring back old characters in it, yeah. You know, like I wouldn't be surprised if a game like Slaughter Race would have like a Donkey Kong DLC, yep, exactly. And then it immediately makes me kind of go like, huh? So maybe that's why those DLC characters are there. It's because they're, they're actually game they're, they're game hop. They're moving on. They want a new life. They want a new game now. Like. I, I legitimately that thought ran through my head. I went, wow, that that actually makes sense. I was <laughs> trying to find a flaw in their storytelling going, someone's going to question that. No. And then just realized, well, no, people are just thinking it's a DLC character from another classic arcade racer. Yeah. That's all that that is. <laughs> and then I yeah, then I was like, no, OK, I all like right. that. I accept, that. I accept this as an answer. <laughs> uh, hey, you remember that uh, Wreck-It Ralph game? Oh, yeah, yeah. Check this out. I just saw something. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Some of those I do. I, I OK, I. Thoroughly enjoyed a lot of Ralph's memes, memes that he yeah. was doing. That he was Bob Ross at one point. <laughs> yeah. That he was he did an unboxing. Yes. He did the yeah. Ghost Pepper challenge. Yeah. He did, like some of those things were just. I'm. I was like, okay. I'm. I'm. I'm thoroughly enjoying this. And I screaming goats always make me laugh. <laughs> I don't care how many screaming vo- goats videos I see. A oh. screaming goat video will always get me a laugh. Man. <laughs> it's just so so good. So they. So I definitely will say that the people behind this movie. You know, those who wrote it, those who created it, those who were, it ran, you know, were in charge of its production definitely did spend the time to come up with a very good physical representation of the internet, of the internet yeah. in many different ways. Yeah. I love the human avatars inside the, the internet. Oh, the, the one kid trying to play slot racing keeps getting killed. Yeah. I thought for sure he was going to get a call back near the end of the movie. <laughs> but yeah, we're like, what? <laughs> like, it's so good. Like, I enjoy, I enjoy little things like that. You mm-hmm. know, sometimes I I know I do tend to, I, I often will avoid the deeper or just not pay too close attention to, like, the deeper, deeper rooted meaning behind oh, everything. Oh, sure, sure. And, like, and I overanalyze. And the, the, so. the story, like, that's what you've always done really, really well. <laughs> I let you do that. I pay attention to the tiny little details that they move that the movie does as mm-hmm. well. And just those little things. The fact that, yeah, Vanellope being in the game would be a DLC. Makes sense. The <laughs> the underworld. When they went and they took the elevator ride down. And before he even said it, I went, oh, my God, is is is, is Ralph in the dark web? Is that where they're at? And <laughs> yeah. sure enough, that's dark where they're web. at. You know, and he gets a virus. They, oh, it's like, oh, it's so. I, I enjoy those details. Mm-hmm. I enjoy the tiny little things that. Like the fact that Google's building in the internet was the biggest building out of all of yeah. them, you know, like, I guess we were nowhere to go if we ever need goggles. <laughs> <laughs> so there was a missing element that Futurama was able to address when they went inside the internet, which <laughs> I would never expect from a Disney movie, which would be 
what is half the internet? That's true. That is <laughs> Although, true. Just a moment of Ralph, like, oh, what's over here? And then come back real quick and be like, do not go in there. <laughs> <laughs> they, but I did like the pop-up ads. I, I love the, I love when oh. they first show up in eBay and like, yeah. they're like, they're constantly trying oh, to Bill advertise. Hader, Bill Hader. Yeah, Bill that. Hader. They're like, I kind of liked those. Cause I went, yeah, that makes sense. Like <laughs> uh, that, that feels very much so like the internet to me. Hey, and, hey, hey, pa- click this, click this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, but yeah, I suppose they, they, I, I, man, and you know, they had to at least question the idea of could they slip some sort maybe, of adult it, thing yeah, into it? Maybe, maybe something in the background somewhere, yep. somewhere like just, but you, you know, some parent group would have flipped their lids oh, if there was yeah, any sort of, say, so I think, I mean, it's not a movie that is hurt by the fact that there's not a reference to adult content on the internet. No, but it was still definitely a movie. So in, in my viewing, and I don't know what your viewing was like in the theater, but Mm -hmm. ours was very much. So it was mostly parents with their kids. Yeah. Mine, mine was too. Right. Yeah. Um, but then maybe like, um, maybe like a couple couples, um, maybe like one or two older people, a couple of other people that were kind of our age. Mm -hmm. Um, but that was primarily it. But what was really entertaining, and I noticed it at least three or four times throughout the movie, was those, excuse me, were those moments, and we've always talked about this, that a lot of these Disney movies, especially in the last like 20 years or so, have the jokes that are for adults and the jokes that are for kids. Right. And it's been so long since I've seen a kid's movie in theaters with kids and not like a month and a half later when there's nobody in the theater anymore. And it's just me, (laughs) which is not creepy whatsoever. Um, But like it was really entertaining to have a joke happen and I'm laughing with the other, like the other seven adults in the theater. And none of the kids are. And none of the kids are. Because that's, and then, then like that almost kind of made all the adults kind of chuckle at each other because we all realized like, <laughs> it was a joke for us. <laughs> like that kind of mentality. I got that reference. I got that one. Did you get that one? No, I got that one very well. That being said, would you recommend this to kids? Like, is this a kid's movie? I think less so than the first one. It's less so than the first one. And I only feel that way because of a lot of the references in it. I don't know a lot of kids that would understand a lot of like little eBay jokes yeah. or some of the, like the dark web. And I don't think they'd get that aspect of it. I also feel like the, the story of it being more about, like you were saying, the, the growth of an individual and like mm-hmm. the wanting to move on and it's become a little an more adult. complex of a story. Right. Whereas the first one was literally just a, like Ralph is in another game. He wants to get a medal and there's a bad guy who's stopping who's, who's there's an evil bad guy. Mm -hmm. Very simple, very, you know, very easy for a child to understand. Yeah. And they can get that. Whereas this one, the meaning is way deeper. Yeah. I think that the, perhaps the such like uh, a barrage of the jokes, I think the meme section really works. Having the princess, princess section really works. And I think kids would get those. Yes. Getting their their attention there. Oddly enough, I have a friend recently who uh, was babysitting and they're the kid they're babysitting. Well, I don't know. She's probably eight, nine, like took her phone and she filmed with it and she was just filming with it, talking to the phone and ended it with like uh, subscribe to our channel. And then ended the video. I'm like, she, she, someone's just recently watching YouTube. Yep. Yep. And that's where like, yeah, that whole section does make sense. And kids, like I know my nieces would get that. Mm-hmm. They definitely would on both of them. Even the youngest one would totally understand even though it wasn't YouTube, yeah. you know, it was, was it, was it buzz video or, or you buzz or something like that? Something like it was that, some, yeah. it's, it felt very much like a hybrid of Buzzfeed and YouTube is mm-hmm. what it felt mm-hmm. like. Might've been buzz video or just, something. Just a, a video uploading service. Right. Like, but Which even, even did like, a little bit take me out of it. Right. Because I'm like eBay, Amazon, Google, all this other stuff. And then that's obviously YouTube, but you didn't I mean, use YouTube. YouTube was in the background. Like you saw right. the YouTube section of the town. 
Um, but yeah, it's a uh, the the climax fighting the, all the giant Ralphs was kind of unsettling a little bit yeah the, kind of like, creepy like the, the like friend friend like yep. that, that it became scene. a zombie movie yeah. for a little while that was it, it was unsettling seeing the bodies of ralph's making up the giant ralph yep. that was Every, i do appreciate however the i guess we'd call the meta reference but the fact that it was essentially a donkey kong like bad guy stealing a princess yep. and having to be saved by the little guy like very cool. That's Donkey <laughs> At Kong. At the end of the yeah. day, it still was about a video it game. It still had a video <laughs> game reference in it, even yeah. though it was on the internet. So but yeah, I was watching that like giant that giant Ralph, and like every time they showed a like a close up of Vanellope or Ralph, mm-hmm. and like you could see the other Ralphs in the background, and they were all, they were always like hunched Ooh, over, and their arms were just kind of like always moving. Yep, always, always moving, moving and kind of always like groping up the next one. Yeah, well, just Unsettling. very creepy. Yeah. And, it's just, a, uh, had a bit of like Gnome King Return to Oz kind oh of flashbacks. Gosh, the Gnome King. <laughs> there you go. There's a reference oh. for a handful of you out there. <laughs> Welcome to my nightmares. Thank you very much, TC. Oh, great. My sister hates that movie. And I grew up watching it. I uh, have it still. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I just think that that overall, I, I really did like this movie. I really mm-hmm. did like it. I just don't think it goes to a classic level at some of the other movies have gone. So of all the movies we've seen oh, on no! this list so far, where How are we going to do this? I don't understand. <laughs> I have your rank right oh, here. Oh man. I brought up your rank. Of, oh, I suppose we only did six, didn't yeah. we? So this isn't against our, our oh, top shelf. Man alive. This is just against our session, our, our sixth round. Okay. So for those of you not in the know, what we were doing is we watched each of these movies in, in groups of 10 and we ranked them one through 10. Uh, starting with Snow White, ten, Cinderella, ten, right, mm-hmm. and uh, and then we would take, we would have our number one movie of each round. We did six rounds total, and then uh, for our finale uh, to figure out what the top shelf Disney was, we took our top uh, number ones and then four wild cards, and we we made our own top shelf list. So that said, now <laughs> I I present to you round six. And All we're, right, well, we're just picking up right where we left off. You weren't expecting ago. this. I was not expecting. I should have like got way more enthusiastic when I threw it at you. Because in my head, much more of a reaction. In my head earlier, I was just sitting there going like, "Well, we're not going to obviously rank it. So what are we going to do with the ending of this episode?" Like, <laughs> but oh. no, Jeff, of all the movies we've well, watched oh, so far, man, how do you rank Wreck It Ralph two? So this is tough, and I'm looking at my list, and my list at this moment in time was Wreck It Ralph one, Big Hero six, Moana's. Uh, Moana, Winnie the Pooh, Zootopia, and then Frozen. Mm-hmm. That's my top six. And I'm thinking, I definitely did. I liked this movie better than Moana. Ooh. Oh, you're going to make some enemies out yes, here. Yes, I am. <laughs> I really enjoyed Moana. Was Moana's only line, you're welcome? <laughs> I think it was. What? Like in, that she in, said? In, in Record oh, Off 2. In, in Record Off 2. I think her only line was, I think it was, you're welcome. Sorry. But so you're you're putting. Ooh. I um ooh. I really love Big Hero Six though. Yeah, which would mean that this is probably gonna be my number three. Wow, honestly, okay. it's gonna bump Moana. And again, and it came down to the exact same reason as we've always said it. When I put it against one of the movies on the list, which one would I, which one did my mind immediately go to? I would watch. Which would you watch? Which first? would I watch yeah. first? And as much as I really enjoyed Moana and I do like some of the songs, mm-hmm. and it's Lin Manuel Miranda, who I <laughs> love that man to death. Love he's that guy. Just a great guy. Um, you know, he's in Mary Poppins. But like, um, um anyway, stop just referencing in, in the Heights. You okay, are going 100 miles an hour right now. I can't help it. I gotta slow down. Oh my God. Breathe. 
But um, <clears throat> as much as I love Moana and how fun it is, and I like The Rock, and I love a lot of the jokes, and I love Alan Tudyk as the bird, come on, seriously, come on, <laughs> I would watch Wreck-It Ralph before I'd watch Moana again. Okay. And because I really did enjoy Wreck-It Ralph too. I really liked it. It mm-hmm. was a lot of fun, despite it being a little more adultish or maybe a little more cramful of the story. It was still just a good, fun film. So there you go. But having said that, I would probably watch Big Hero 6 like ever so slightly first before <laughs> I watch Wreck-It Ralph 2. So. Well, I can't wait to watch Wreck-It Ralph 2 again. Yeah. Because having it the one time, absorbing it the way I have, thinking about it since, um, again, having conversations like this with you yeah. and others, um, I'm interested to go back again and see. How, the movie always flows differently when you watch it a second time. Right. I'm not saying anything anyone doesn't know, but once you know how everything pans out, then you can pay attention to some other things you may not have noticed before. The movie will feel faster sometimes or the sections that drag might drag a little longer. So I'm really looking forward to going back and watching this again. And I will watch it again. I'm I'm that big of a Disney freak that I will (laughs) definitely watch this again. So what I'm going to do is I'm not going to rank it now. Um, I'm going to wait until. What? <laughs> oh, you can not do that. Okay. Wait, I'm are you going to wait till our no, next no, episode no. to rank this one? A Welcome year back. From now? From now, I've watched Trekker out. To, I just want to. TC, the people have been needing your answer for a year. I am. See, this is this is neat to me because our lists were similar, but quite a bit different now that we've slipped in this next movie here and well mm-hmm. we have space for more so oh yes we do yeah um, we have enough space for three more years three more, of doing this. three more years of doing this so <laughs> i think going off that idea of which would i rather watch if yep. i was if i was given them given the option it's it's i'm i'm gonna make it my number four mm. so right now winnie the pooh's six frozen's five Big Hero 6 is 4. I'm slipping in Wreck-It Ralph above Big Hero 6 and below Zootopia, which is my number 3, Moana at number 2, and Wreck-It Ralph, the first one, as maintaining my number 1 slot. And it, it comes down to that's which would I rather watch, yep. uh, which did I get more out of. Moana has, has continued to grow on me. It's one of those movies that I'm continually charmed by. I'm not yet annoyed by it, <laughs> which is pretty spe- spectacular because we... I have friends, we have a friend whose son watched that movie Ad Nauseam and it never grew, I'm sure it grew old for him and his <laughs> wife, but uh, yeah, and, and Zootopia is still such a rich universe to play in. It's much more unique than mm-hmm. the internets that Ralph goes into and uh, play, play, and going against, going sequelitis in a way, Right. I, I put it lower. I really did enjoy Wreck-It Ralph too. I'm so happy to go back to see these characters again, but overall it didn't, it didn't overwhelm me like some of the other movies on this list. So there's my answer there, Jeff. Fair enough, TC. <laughs> fair enough. And, uh, man, I can't believe you threw me for a loop for that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you did well. I did. You know what? I tried so hard. I was rehearsing saying the title of the episode before we started this week. Cause I was so worried I was going to botch it. You did. Um, great. Uh, I was I was also trying to think I was like I was trying to think of like uh, the tropes and stuff like that because because you know obviously of course we I used to always bring up tropes in these films and yes. really off the top of my head I couldn't immediately come to any you know there was nothing important basically an I want song uh, there was an I want song <laughs> um, there wasn't really like an animal sidekick there wasn't really any kind of a you know 
Gord. <laughs> Gord's an animal sidekick. Not really. But he wasn't like a villain sidekick. He was like a side. He was like a side character's sidekick. Right. Just Bill. Bill Hader yelling Gord at that weird little <laughs> rat, like whatever that thing was, potato with eyes. I did really like Bill Hader in this, pro- oh, this yeah. movie too. Was, I always love hearing. It his was voice. great because he just had the. I thought we wouldn't come back to him. Oh, I thought he was just like I thought he was a uh, just a, like a, a cameo strange cameo. Or, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Who is Alan Tudyk in this? That would be a trope because he did have a voice in this. Did movie. he have a voice yep, in this he movie? Did. Oh man, he probably was like an auctioneer or something like that on eBay, you know, like, I mean, I could look it up real quick if you want me to look it up. I do. Well, I head over to facebook.com slash top shelf pod where you will find every Monday before we record our episodes, which currently is the Tom Hanks feature filmography. Indeed. We throw up the movie that we're going to discuss for the day. Feel free to comment. Feel free to give us some questions that we may discuss on the episode. And uh, we, we have the Alan Tudyk answer. Hold that thought. Wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Keep, go, okay. keep going. Uh, so you can hit us up there. You can also hit us up on Twitter. But uh, before we record, we will we will throw up the uh, thing on Monday. And then when uh, I'm babbling at this point on Wednesday, when the episode goes up, <laughs> feel free to obviously let us know what we missed. Let us know what we got wrong. Let us know what you'd like us to elaborate on. And I do have a few tweets and I do have a few comments. Which proves that the Disney podcast remains our strongest podcast. It's never, it's never going to go away. I mean, it's never going to go away. It's just going to be longer gaps, and you'll, you'll see this when we talk about what our next film is yeah. at the end of this episode. But basically, your comment at the beginning of that this is the new yearly tradition for the people who yeah. listen to this—it's <laughs> it's not, not far off. It pretty much is going to be our yearly tradition. So, well, well, I have a comment from the guy sitting across from you. Oh no, what voice did Alan Tudyk oh, do? Oh, and- oh uh, <laughs> thank you, thank you, uh, at TC's big head. I'm glad you're listening to the show. Uh, Long time listener, obviously. Mm-hmm, uh, so mm-hmm. Alan Tudyk did. Knows more. He did the search oh, engine guy. Oh my gosh! Right? Freaking Alan Tudyk. <laughs> like uh, that's why I, I could have. Oh man! You know, I thought that was someone else. Like, so did I. I'd have to hear it again to think. Like maybe I thought it was um, uh, who's the? I'm a PC. What's that guy's name? Um, oh, John, John, John Hodgman. Hodgman. Yes. Like, may, I don't know. Maybe I. He doesn't sound like that at all. But it, I, yeah, Alan Tudyk. Apparently, that was that he. Alan Tudyk <laughs> is is the uh, the the what is it the. Oh my goodness! He's the search engine. He's well, yeah, but yeah. he's the he, who, who, the oh, other Sterling actor. Holloway. He's nope. Sterling Holloway from uh, back in the day from Tom all Harris. the Pixar films, all the Pixar films. Oh, uh, um, John Ratzenberg. John Ratzenberg. Yeah. He's that basically <laughs> now for Disney. Uh, so Thomas comments. Uh, hey Thomas, Thomas hello, thank you. Yeah. As usual. Uh, I don't know if I'm reading too much into this film, but I do find it very interesting, viewed as Disney's commentary on how they're forming a mo- monoculture, exploring their history, the princesses, oh my Disney, internet eth- ethics, helps viral videos, and fan culture. I think in some ways it's a pretty ambitious and sometimes scathing movie. Beyond that, I feel like it's one of the rare modern Disney movies that's kind of soured on me since seeing it. I still like it a lot, but something's missing for me. I think uh, you'll find some agreement in what we've discussed on the episode so far, Thomas. Yep. Um, and that's a that's a really strong observation that is this Disney commenting on fan culture and internet ethics and... Uh, the prince, the history of the princesses. Yes, um, and that's something that they were addressing with Frozen. It, who who gets engaged to a guy they just met? Like yep. stuff like that, which we commented. Or I can't remember if you agree with me or not. That that came off rather cynical. I think the tropes in this don't come off as cynical. They yeah. they they are halfway between what I feel is the cynicism of the referencing in Frozen and the very loving references in Tangled. I think that. Record Ralph 2 here kind of floats in that middle ground. Right. That uh, they are addressing some rather odd things about, uh, you know, were you kidnapped by it? Did a big strong man to the. Funnily enough, the Lego movie has the exact same joke. That, oh, yeah. Oh, did, you get, did a man get all the credit for all the work you did? Yeah. What is with that? Like, <laughs> um, and 
I, you know, I, I think it's almost an easy way to, to joke, to connect to an audience. It's, it's nostalgia culture that you get from something like star Wars. Like, Hey, remember that? Hey, remember that? Hey, remember that? You like this movie. Yep. It's not exactly the same thing, but that is a lot of what uh, all the princess jokes have. Um, but it pays off in a way. Right down to their shirts they're all wearing. Right, right. <laughs> but I think all those references and and kind of turn, turning the the princesses on their heads in terms of making fun of them pay off with all of them working together to save Ralph and using their special abilities. Like, we've been wishing for a wizard's duel. Yep, <laughs> right now we see, we see what it would be like to see all these princesses like teaming up and working together. Um, but grand scheme of things, this was just brilliant marketing. Oh yeah. It literally went to Disney.com. Like yep. that's, that is thick with uh, oversaturated referencing. Like, yeah, look let's at sell the Look at all the stuff. We, <laughs> all the stuff we own, all the stuff that you can, you can go buy and you could watch of ours. Yeah. It was a big advertisement for the Disney streaming service. <laughs> oh, geez. <laughs> I'm telling you, if the Disney streaming service means I can just pop it in and watch anything in the Disney library yeah. without like stuff coming and going. I'm getting I'm it. getting it. I'm getting I, it. I, I like almost like everybody I've ever talked to who yeah. has heard about it or who like if they haven't heard about it, but you kind of start being like, well, it's it's supposed to be it's a streaming service with a bunch of their stuff on it. That's yeah. the first thing everybody goes to. If, if I, I can, can get it and watch all of that. If I boom. can watch click bed knobs and broomsticks. Boom. Yep. I'm watching it. Boom. I can watch Sterling Stone. Boom. I can make Jeff watch the Jungle Book again. Oh, so no, comment from. <laughs> never again. Don't we, make me do it, TC. We also have a comment from Wyatt. Wyatt, mm. great to hear from you again, man. Welcome back, sir. Hey, guys. Long time no see. Basically, Thomas summed up my thoughts on this film as a whole, but the Disney monocultural scene wasn't as big as it was hyped to be for me. I am happy with the grumpy cameo, though. Yes. Yep, there was a grumpy cameo. But actually, if I had a, to find a problem with this film, I'd say the classic princesses got kind of an unfair treatment compared to the newer ones. As a Snow White fan, it was a bit rough for me to see her portrayed in such an over-the-top way, but I got over that as the scene went on. Definitely not a Disney classic, but a fun movie overall. I think we're in, ag- in agreement. There. I think we're agreeing on that. And the pro- the biggest thing is that we, we have to remember, we have to look at just how much time they had in the movie. And the fact that they did put all the, all the, the official Disney princesses they could in that sequence and at least gave everybody a moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We also do have to look at the fact that this is a movie for modern day audiences. And of course they're going to focus their time a little bit more on Moana, a little bit more yeah. on brave, a little, uh, sorry. Oh, I don't remember her yeah. name, but like, Merida. you know, and Merida and like Moana or I already said Elsa, Moana, Elsa Anna, and Anna yeah. and like the classic ones like Snow White and Cinderella and them and Sleeping Beauty, they're going to get maybe a line or a joke and boom, that's it because while they're classic and pe- when, like I'm glad I saw them there, mm-hmm. most people aren't going to want, they don't care. Yeah. Most of the little kids I, aren't going to know who they are. I'm sure there was them. a chart of like, okay, top to bottom, who's the most famous, yep. uh, most popular Disney princess. Those are the ones that, in that order. Those get the most lines. So right. Elsa had the most lines of the princesses. So now I guess the really important question is that now that Vanellope has had her princess song in this movie, yep. is she going to be a Disney princess? Well, uh, I know she, technically she I don't, don't this know. actually delves into a different category t- different territory here. I don't think they will coronate Vanellope. Yeah. The movie isn't making the numbers. It's doing fine. It's not right. like a failure by any means, but it's not a blowout. And she's voiced by Sarah Silverman. That's true. Now, that, oh, that's what we were discussing, yeah. I think, during Record Ralph the first yeah. time, wasn't it? And uh I, I am a fan of Sarah Silverman. I've I've loved watching her career. She's grown as a very grown as a 
very crass rated R comic to a very crass different sort of rated R comic. <laughs> yes, but very true. <laughs> she, so I I just don't see them risking the backlash. Mm-hmm. Uh, Disney is very very smart in that uh, arena. Um, they know what sells. They know what doesn't. They know how to not rock the boat. Right. And they know how to foolishly fire James Gunn for tweets that he apologized oh, for already. Yeah. You know, Disney. Whatever. What? <laughs> Boy, lots happened in the last yeah. five months. <laughs> uh, right. I got a tweet here from Schulze who says, does this work as a standalone movie or is it a standard sequel? What do you think? This is tough. You got you to take a moment to separate yeah, yourself. Yeah, I know. And that's this. what I'm trying to think right now. I'm trying to I'm trying to think if there's beats in it that um, that we... Uh, that was necessary in order for it to make sense. I feel like you could very well watch this movie by itself. You really could Mm -hmm. because it doesn't rely too heavily on the first film for things to make sense. They recap it in like 60 seconds. Right. The you, however you would get a, you would have, you'd have a better and more fulfilled in enjoyment of the film. Yeah. Maybe you would get more out of the film. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. If you had seen the first one, because it explains the world that Ralph and Vanellope live in really, you know, to the point where it's like when they're sitting inside the, the, the surge protector, you know, their grand central station, like you didn't need to be re-explained what that is. You kind of got it, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and you're, you know, and you're not, if you're not, if you're actually just kind of paying attention, you get what that is. But like, I liked knowing the plug in, the unplug, you know, and like the world and like being connected to other stuff and how they can move between devices and systems. And like, yeah. I liked that. Um, but really the world of Wreck-It Ralph one is left behind after like the first 10 minutes. Once they go into the Wi-Fi router, that's it. Yeah. They don't really ever go back to it. Mm, no. Um, it just and it's okay. It's fine. Yeah. 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 I'm not uh, mad that they didn't go back to it. Yeah. This stands alone. So, I, it's, it, it does rely on little bits from the first one, but I think overall you could watch this and it, it does not behoove you to watch the first one. It's worth the watching. It's oh, yeah. Both of our number ones for round six. Absolutely. <laughs> so it's definitely worth watching. And the last one is only, there's only a six year gap between the first one and this one, which I mm. kind of forgot about. I thought it was a little bit further apart. Yeah. When you were talking about like the analogy of it being potentially for like growing up and going to college, I was thinking, oh, that's right. Did this movie come out like 10, 12 years ago where the people who might have been younger at that time were going on to college now so they could have connected themselves to it? But now it's only a six years different. Yes. Yeah. so there you go um i have a couple tweets but they're more they would date this uh (laughs) this podcast so sorry i'm not going to get to those uh i will respond to them on twitter though and i'll bring them up to jeff once we're off mic here but we this was great we did it it was fun to come back to this it was uh, it was so cool it was so exciting the disney universe indeed indeed and as we kind of previously discussed the way that the Disney movies get released, and we kind of talked about this over the year and a half or so of doing the show, mm-hmm. you know, it's usually like only one or two movies a year, maybe sometimes not even that. This was a big gap. Moana came out in 2016, came out on November 23rd of 2016, yeah. and then this one came out November 21st of 2018, so there was a two-year gap. We've had movies in the past where there was two or three of them, mm-hmm. but based upon the current Disney schedule right now, there's only one of these Disney Animation Studios movie a year planned. Herein lies the, the problem with Disney owning everything. They can't release as much stuff. If they right. just had their animated movies, they probably would pump out two a year, but no, we have to deal with Pixar, yep. so we can't compete against each other. Yep. Then you got Marvel, can't yep. compete against that too. Then you got your live action remakes, can't oh, compete geez. against that too. Yeah. So yeah, it's a, there's a difficulty in that. Um, but all I can hope is that by taking this much time between films, we will get higher quality films. Yes. That being said, what's our next, next movie on the list? Well, and when will we get to it? Well, everybody, the number 58 movie on the list is going to be 
another sequel mm. as of the time of this recording. That's the thing. We never know. Sometimes these studios do just randomly pump out something else without yeah. ever telling anybody about it, but that's highly unlikely for Disney. <laughs> so right now, number 58 is our is our third sequel on the podcast. I mean, fourth if you count Winnie the Pooh. Yes, you know, <laughs> if we want to deal with schematics. Schematics? That's not right. I have Semantics. a schematic right here that says technically Winnie the Pooh is a sequel, <sighs> but because it's an anthology type story, I won't count it. We won't count it. <laughs> Um, so number 58, the movie that will come out November 22nd of 2019, mm-hmm. so just under uh, 11 months from now, <laughs> is is Frozen 2. We will learn <laughs> if people have let it go. I really did like the fact that Elsa's shirt that she was wearing in the princess scene when they were yeah. all wearing like their PJs yeah. said, just let it go. <laughs> I was like, okay, movie. Please, I don't want to do this anymore. I like that. <laughs> so yeah, Frozen, Frozen 2. We'll be back, uh, you know, unless something happens between now and next year, we'll be back again. Pretty much a year from now, so this and, will be our yeah. Christmas gift to you guys. If Let's... you like listening to our voices, you can always hop over to the Tom Hanks feature filmography, mm-hmm. or you can hear Jeff at the AFI Top 100 with Lindsay, yep. who also does the Oscars podcast <laughs> with Colin. So, it's our own little mini universe yeah, of podcast, podcast connections. podcast universe over here. So <laughs> you can reach me at TC's Big Head. I'm at Random Bell, R-A-N-D-O-M-B-E-L-L, because nobody tweets me. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> it's okay. Tw- Twitter and Instagram, you can find us there, and you can yes. find us at topshelf.com. No. Nope. Uh, nah, Facebook.com. Facebook.com slash topshelfpod. Pod. Jeff, thank you very much. Thank you, TC, for being back here again. Oh, we're in the room together, by the way. <laughs> we are. Oh, yeah. We, man, we made it the entire episode without acknowledging the fact that we're not doing this 2,000 miles apart. We were in the same it's room. Great. <laughs> oh, wow, boy. I just completely spaced on that. We should high-five for the audience in case they didn't hear the Tom Hanks one when we did that last time. Yes. <laughs> well, well, that's all I have to say, and it was great, it's great being back say. for another we, Disney movie. So. Yes. Thank Yay. you, everyone, for listening. We will be back again eventually. Eventually. Or go listen to us <laughs> elsewhere. This has been a podcast. <sighs> we have been the people you've been listening to, and this is our sign-off. Oh, man, it's so nice to have a sign-off. The Tom Hanks one just don't have one, no, really. I think I'm just going to keep using that one. We're just going to use that one. Probably from I'll now just on. be. I will just be like. Uh, I'll just use that one. Should, you can do it in a different Tom Hanks pod I voice. Do, I know. I'm still working on it. <laughs> <laughs> just great crossover there for. Howdy, podcast. howdy, howdy! Nah, no. <laughs> this has been a production of Ghost Hat Media, proud member of the Ghost Hat Network. Find them online at www.ghosthat.net. <laughs> I like the ending.